1: Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: It is the Rob Carson Show, Monday edition. As we uh, soldier on and we get through uh, November as we head forward into the, uh, well, Christmas holiday, uh, Hanukkah. Have you celebrated as well? It's a joyous uh, time of year, and I hope that uh, you and your family are finding yourself uh, in a good situation. And if you're not, I hope that uh, you will have the uh, wherewithal to hang tough and uh, and soldier on and get to it I'll tell you why I, I say that to start the show hold on one second a little bit of allergy action notice morning uh, this year um, my entire life my entire existence I I uh, it's kind of buddy I'm happier than I've ever been for a number of reasons a I got to do this for a living that's a all right B, I had uh, wonderful things happen in my life as far as health and, and my family. I'm very blessed in, in all of this. And so every day, I literally, when I get out of bed in the morning, I am like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge the day after being visited by Sp- Three Spirits. I have been that way, and it's really intensifying. It's probably even becoming bothersome to my family because, you know, they're uh, kind of still in the, you know, where they have been always, and I've always been kind of over here, you know, out of work. They had to sell cars and all this. And now... It's like uh, I'm doing what I love to do. I'm sharing with you. I'm getting to meet you. I'm getting to meet you. I'm getting to be a part of the public dialogue. And, I, and I hopefully it's a perfect time to bring what I bring to the airways because we need it. The, the country needs it. We've been played through a lot of junk. And I think it's a fortuitous time for us to come together. But that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm Scrooge uh, being visited by three spirits. I wake up. I, I, I let the dogs out. I make my wife, uh, you know, their coffee and uh, make her lunch. And, and I'm blissfully happy. And I, and I, want, to, I want people to get there. And the amazing thing, I'm doing it without medication. I didn't even have to go to see a counselor and have a counselor tell me, yeah, you know, we need to adjust this and we need to do adjust this. You know what happens? You know what happens when you're happy? You don't need those medications anymore. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird. But uh, anyway, uh, welcome to the show. It's it's kind of interesting because uh, one of the big stories that I saw earlier today which i thought was uh, was pretty darn interesting is that joe biden is such a terrible president and uh, and we've been put upon in so many different ways in the last uh, couple of years with regard to covid nonsense covid dictators shut down of free speech uh you know questionable elections the fbi involved with twitter and dhs and all of that and, and a lot of people are looking at all of the things that are happening oh did i mention the 40-year high inflation that I mention the we're no longer possible? Uh, we were no longer uh, energy independent, and you know there is a possibility of all this BS going on in Ukraine. We're sending uh, Ukraine a billion dollars, you know, hundred billion dollars in in military aid, and you add all that stuff together. And what does it mean? What does it mean? Well, it means that four in ten adults say that we are living in the end of times. There you go. Not exactly something you want to laugh about, but uh, you know, I mean, really, what are you going to do about it? If if God decides, hey, you know what? Honestly, we've had enough. Let's just uh, let's just set this thing on fire and uh, and bring all the people who want to come with me, the good and decent people, and uh, and, let, and let the rest of them go to you know. So anyway, this is this is it. So uh, four in ten uh, say that we're living in the end of times, including half of Christians. They say uh, uh, this would, uh, amid the, amid the uh, alarm of pandemics, climate change It's climate change. You know, because it was freezing, the world was freezing, and then it was uh, melting. And and it's a giant political ploy, but it works with some people. You got the uh, you know uh, the the, bre- the the nuclear brinkmanship with regard to Ukraine, doomsday cults. Thirty nine percent of U.S. adults say we're in the end of times. Yeah. So, uh, but 58% are convinced the world is not coming to a calamitous end. So there you go. Researchers link doomsayers to climate change and COVID-19. And uh, that's where we are. Periods of catastrophe and anxiety such as the coronavirus pandemic have uh, historically led to some people to anticipate that the destruction of the world as we know it. The end of times is near. According to Pew, it's pew, 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 pew. These fears relate to present day realities as well as looking back to sacred scripture and the expectation among Christians that Jesus will return to earth after or amid a time of great turmoil. And listen, I am a Christian myself. And uh, uh, I, I don't believe that we are living in the end of times. And I don't believe, like, for instance, that uh, climate change is going to destroy the world because the one thing that doomsday purveyors have in common over the decades and and centuries is, what is it? What's the one thing they all have in common? All the people who said that the world was going to come to an end, even the the last 2,000 years, what's the one thing they have in common? Is it faith? No. Is it whatever? No. It's uh, that uh, they were all wrong. There you go. So all I can say is that if you if you believe because of your faith that the end is nigh, then your faith is what guides you, and you don't need uh, uh, you don't need, for instance, um, evidence uh, necessarily like physical evidence. So you just believe this is the time that will be chosen. I understand, and I certainly wouldn't slight anybody who feels that way. Sixty three percent of evangelicals say that the end of times are nigh right now. So you might want to take advantage of those great savings at calls this weekend, because honestly, after this, <laughs> you know. Anyway, 27% of Catholics agree. I, I was raised a Catholic, and uh, I can understand possibly the Catholic perspective with regard to it, an evangelical perspective, the different face, whatever, anyway. Uh, there's also a political tilt to it. 45% of Republicans see doomsday as coming. <laughs> 45% of Republicans see the end of the world is coming. My gosh. Which, you know, I mean, is great if you've got a really high credit card balance and you, you know, you're struggling to make payments. Uh, But anyway, against uh, just 33 percent of Democrats think the world is ending. But when Donald Trump was president, it was probably like 75 percent is what it was. College graduates were more skeptical of the looming apocalypse than those with only high school uh, certificates. Theories about the world coming to an end are even older than uh, Joe Biden and the uh, prophecies of Michael uh, Nostradamus, who in the 1500s foresaw a king of terror descending upon the world in the seventh month of 1999. And I believe also the artist formerly known as Prince portended the uh, end of times in 1999 and said we should party like it is that. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the possibility of the end of the world, okay? I'm not doing that. I'm just saying as a Christian, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I believe that I'm saved. I could be wrong. I hope not. I, I think I have. I think I am. I think my family's safe. But, you know, who knows? The Bidens, though, I mean, I just, you might want to, you know, get some lighter clothes, maybe some uh, suntan oil or something, because it's going to get warm. Australian-American scientist Heinz von Forster predicted the overpopulation uh, overpopulation would nix humanity in November of 2026. So we had a couple years to plan there. The same here, the Messiah Foundation International says an asteroid will pummel Earth. Uh, nearly a fifth of Americans now described, now I don't get this, now ascribe to, uh, subscribe to QAnon tenants. I don't even know what the heck QAnon is. They always talk about, "Oh yeah, QAnon. Everybody's QAnon." What the? What's QAnon, and why are they on- anonymous? Anyway, which include religiously uh, fashioned beliefs about society-wide purges and a great awakening that will bring salvation. Pew's survey also explored views on the Christian credo that Jesus will eventually return to earth, and I believe that. I I do, I do. Uh, Often referred to as the second coming. More than half of the U.S. adults said Christ would return including three-quarters of Christians. And then we've been, you know, think about that. What was that, Lloyd? Jesus and his lawyers uh, are coming uh, coming back, you know, uh, or Jesus is coming, and man, is he mad, you know, uh, and all of that. So I, I don't believe, I don't believe that the end of time is coming. I And if it is, really, honestly, what are we going to do about it? Because God pretty much created everything, and consequently, um, you know, uh, just, just be, be in the right place, all right? Be in the right place with your beliefs in in humanity and God and and uh, and do the right things, and I think you'd have a much better place uh, when it comes to Jesus coming and you know the end of the end of the earth. But uh, we may not we may not be facing the end of times. So we definitely have uh, have lurched left. We're beginning to look a lot
1: like Cuba. Yeah. Protections have all failed. Mm-hmm. Your freedoms they have been nixed. Elections, they are all fixed, if you even question it, you're jailed. Joe's beginning to look a lot like Castro, Castro, dictator in disguise. The media state run protects Joe and his son. The will of his own people he defies. We're beginning to look a lot like Cuba. China. Down the tubes we go. But the thing that scares me the most is our freedom could soon be toast. Thanks to Sleepy Joe. Thanks to Democrats
2: and Sleepy Joe. Um, this weekend, I, I've got a lot of things I want to share about the weekend, including the uh, latest uh, Twitter Files 3 that came out and the collaboration between the FBI, the DHS. All, the, uh, all of the threads are coming together on this. And oddly enough, I've been 100% right about it all. And the reason being is because I've been on the planet long enough and I was raised in a household with a brilliant, brilliant mother who taught me a lot. So I've got a, a lot of life experience, common sense, and I do a lot of research. And there are some things that are happening now. That are uh, very, very, very big, like the biggest that are the biggest scandal, the biggest attempt at suppression of freedom of speech in the United States. And what's even more frightening is how far they made it down the road to China. All right. So I'm going to get to all of that. Oh, by the way, I also think because Joe Biden and and this this is coming out, it's absolutely uh, it's fact. It was approved in in Hunter Biden's laptop. And even CBS said Hunter Biden's laptop is real. And if that's the case, you know that the uh, Joe Biden and his family have been bought and paid for by China. They've gotten at least 30 million dollars over the years from the Chinese Communist Party. So what I'm suggesting, while Democrats are still in charge in the House, instead of calling it a uh, lame duck Congress, I think we need to call it a Peking Duck Congress. Alright, now Peking Duck is something you can get a nice Chinese restaurant, you have to order it in advance to get the Peking Duck. So uh, you, this one, you, you ordered it in advance two years ago when Joe Biden stole, I mean he won the election in 2020, and now the Peking Duck is ready. So I, I think that any legislation that they pass <laughs> right now we, it shouldn't instead of being called a lame duck session it, be, it should be called a peking duck session of congress all right so coming up the biggest the biggest tweet of the weekend elon musk uh, he declared his preferred pronouns and they involved uh Anthony Fauci, and that may kind of predict where we're going with this uh, Twittergate thing. I mean, I have got so much. I am knee-deep in audio with regard to what came out uh, in these uh, Twittergate files. And not only that, but literal collaboration with the FBI, the DHS, and like I said, and I've been saying forever, tentacles from the federal government into the private sector that very, very, I mean, brought us very close to being communist China, 100%. Now, here's the number. It's 800 922 If you want to chime in on the conversation, uh, we are going to hit the ground running. Take a break and be right back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show.
1: Swamp feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To
3: those who strove to tear us from our responsibility, you have failed.
1: Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: So I watched, uh, I watched Die Hard last night for the first time um, without, like a lot of the times you'll see TNT or maybe TBS running. Uh, 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 Die Hard, and, and now there are a million streaming services that are showing Die Hard, and I decided to watch Die Hard with my wife last night, again, in its entirety. Uh, and I'll tell you what, man, that is, it is such a good movie. And honestly, just it, it stop with the, uh, is, is Die Hard really a Christmas movie? It is such a Christmas movie. Dear God in heaven, it's such a Christmas movie. Even the end, with the Christmas music and the family and the, the you know, the it's a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is. It's a story of redemption with, uh, with the main character, Bruce Willis, in a broken marriage. His wife has moved on, the whole deal. It is, uh, it, is, uh, it's, it's, it is a Christmas movie. Now, a couple of things that I did notice last night for the first time. Number one, it's, it, maybe it's because it's right now the FBI is being exposed as how ungodly, corrupt, and political it is, and inept. But in the movie, the FBI is corrupt and inept, and end up the agents, including uh, Robert Davi and his sidekick, ended up getting uh, blown up in a helicopter. But in the beginning of the movie, they're talking about the feds coming in. Even Bruce Willis, the New York cop, said the feds were going to screw it up. (laughs) And I thought that was great. Another thing about the movie, and it is such a perfectly crafted movie. It really is. And Alan Rickman, as uh, the, the main villain, is just so... So, good. It doesn't get any better. But the song Ode to Joy. Da 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 you you think of it when they open the vault and you see the Nakatomi uh, the 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 samurai uniform and the gold bars and all of that and the, all that and, uh, and then you think of the, the big version of that. But the song is interspersed throughout the movie, including something I noticed when Bruce, uh, Willis or uh, Bruce Willis, um, when he arrives at uh, he's spectacular by the way. When he uh, arrives at the Nakatomi building and he walks in, the jazz band is playing Ode to Joy. When you see the uh, Alan Rickman, he's whistling Ode to Joy. They have Ode to Joy throughout the entire movie. Amazing. Brilliant, amazing. <clears throat> I liked it so much, even though I've seen it about probably 50 times, I, I, I might even watch it again. <laughs> I might even watch it again. Holy crap. Holy cow. Oh, this is pretty funny. So uh, this weekend, uh, Sunday morning, yesterday morning, uh, <laughs> it's just
1: fantastic.
2: I love Elon Musk. Trump Musk 2024. I mean, he can't run because uh, Elon Musk can't be the president. He wasn't born in the United States. But my God, would that be cool? Trump Musk 2024. I think I might even like that better than Trump DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, because think about this. You got two billionaires who just basically said, screw it, I've got enough money, I'm cool, but let's go ahead and change things. Let's really shake things up. And I'm going to tell you, Trump at Musk 2024, wow. But Elon Musk is the Patrick Henry, Henry of 2022. He is one of the most revolutionary characters with regard to freedom of speech in American history already, and it's just getting good. So he tweeted yesterday, my pronouns are prosecute and Fauci. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't Fantastic, and I mean the left exploded. The left exploded. Elon Musk declared, "My pronouns are prosecute and Fauci." And you got to imagine that uh, Anthony Fauci lost a hell of a lot of sleep over this this weekend. Now, uh, it is not clear. This, is according to Matt Margolis, uh, it is not clear if the statement is in reference to forthcoming Twitter files about to be released, or just a general expression of derision towards Fauci. Oh, come on, really? But you can imagine that between the left's love of Dr. Fauci and its being brainwashed. By the transgender movement, his epic tweak declaring the pronouns didn't go over well with them. <laughs> and and Marjorie Taylor Green quickly expressed support, saying that I affirm your pronouns, Elon. That is so fun. Isn't this fun? You should be, if you're a conservative and you've been banned and, and all of this stuff, you've got to in, be enjoying this because I, I got to tell maybe that's even attributing uh, to some of my just abject joy this holiday season. It's it's remarkable. Elon Musk Twitter released another batch of internal discussions Friday, revealed that executives at the social media company had established at least the framework for banning Donald Trump's accounts before January the sixth they were looking for an excuse to ban him they were working with the fbi they were having meetings with the fbi now listen to this for months before and the fbi had hunter biden's laptop in 2019 which means that twitter was looking for an excuse and the fbi was looking for an excuse and the November 20 uh, elections took place, and suddenly it was verboten to talk about election fraud. And January the 6th rolled around, and it appears that maybe the crowd may have been fortified with FBI agents. And, uh, and then that was, the, uh, that was the excuse they had to, to ban him permanently. Ban it permanently. Wow, just wow. And they did this. Up and down the chain to conservatives, including this guy, internal communications at Twitter between January the 6th and January 8th, 2021, suggested that even employees of the social media company understood the move to censor a sitting U.S. president would have a historical impact, and the FBI realized it would have major impact. It would shut down Donald Trump and maybe shut down any questions of the election or Hunter Biden's laptop, et cetera. More on this coming up. I think you'll find it earth-shattering and entertaining. This is a Monday edition of The Rob. Carson show don't go anywhere
0: across America BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com/slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults with zero to sixty speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely.
1: They impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No, No one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that.
3: It's the Rob Carson Show. Mr. Dorsey, welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, I want to read a few quotes about Twitter's practices, and I just want you to tell me if they're true or not. Uh, Social media is being rigged to censor conservatives. Is that true of Twitter? No. I don't know what Twitter is up to. It sure looks like to me that they're censoring people, and they ought to stop it. Uh, Are you censoring people? No. No. Twitter shadow banning prominent Republicans, bad. Is
4: that true? No.
2: Well, it was all true. And for those of you who kind of thought that maybe Jack Dorsey didn't know anything about anything, and maybe he's actually a good guy and all that, uh, uh, no, not really, Mm-mm, no, no, he was there, he knew, he may not have known everything that, uh, you know, uh, Vijaya Gaddy was, uh, was doing, but, but he, was, he was down. Here he is uh, on uh, CNN, Jack Dorsey.
4: The president called you out for shadow banning. What is the truth around that idea? So I, I think a lot of the, in, the the statements behind the statement and the question behind the question is, um, look, shadow banning is a very widely defined term. There's not one single definition. Um, so yeah,
2: there is. It's uh, when somebody tries to put something on Twitter, that's taken down or it's not seen by anybody because the people at Twitter did it.
4: There you go. So the definition that we found that seems to resonate with the most people is, Um, you know not amplifying particular messages or if someone puts out a a tweet hiding that tweet from everyone uh, without that person who tweeted it knowing about it so but the real question behind the question is are we doing something according to political ideology or viewpoints, and we are not.
2: Oh, you are absolutely wrong, because all of it is being exposed. And by the way, everybody, everybody knows the truth now. This is, this is, check this out. This is Donald Trump still in office, talking about Joel Roth. Yoel Roth is this little uh, fop who quit immediately after uh, uh, the Twitter deal was finalized because he knew that he was going to go down with that ship and he's going to be uh, in a whole lot of trouble. But here is Donald Trump talking about Yoel Roth uh, before he left office. Uh,
1: here's one. This is our. This is the arpature. This guy is the arpature of what's supposed to go on Twitter. He's the one he thought that... Uh, he thought, and if used CNN as a guide, CNN, which is fake news, he uses <laughs> CNN as a guide. His name is Yoel Roth. Wow. And he's the one that said that uh, mail-in balloting, you look, mail-in, no fraud? No fraud, really? Why did not you take a look all over the country? There's cases all over the country. Yeah,
2: but you see, that got banned, and, uh, and nobody covered that, because, you know, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube all said it was verboten. If we went to... Oh, I'm sorry, it was disinformation.
1: Mail-in balloting... Our election all over the world would look as a total joke. It would be a total joke. There's such fraud and abuse, and you know about harvesting, where they
2: harvest... Yeah, but you can't say that, because you know it's disinformation. And oddly enough, the Biden administration created a department of disinformation. Isn't that weird? That's a hell of a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. By the way, after banning Trump, Twitter executives appeared to relish their newfound power, even flirted with banning future uh, official at POTUS uh, accounts, but ultimately decided the accounts will be transitioned over to a new administration in due course and will not be suspended by Twitter unless absolutely necessary, meaning they wanted to get rid of Donald Trump. The narrative that Trump and his friends have pursued over the course of this election and frankly the past four years must be taken into account. Matt Taibbi, by the way, pointed out that the intellectual framework for banning Trump's account was already laid out before January the 6th, which suggests the Capitol riots were simply their excuse for finally doing what they wanted to do. Finally. The bulk of internal debate leading to Trump's ban took place in uh, three January days. However, the intellectual framework, they had already been doing it. Internal documents pertaining to Twitter executives commuting with federal agencies during the 2020 presidential election. Even uh, even, uh, Yoel Roth talked about a meeting with the FBI. He was joking about it. He says, oh, very boring business meetings. Definitely not about Trump. Smile. And then he said, definitely not meeting with the FBI. I swear. Other internal documents suggest the FBI, DHS, an officer of the Director of National Intelligence, met with Roth about the New York Post bombshell Hunter Biden laptop story, which Twitter and Facebook infamously censored during the 2020 election. What did I say? What have I said? Say it with me. Are you ready? If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Biden administration, also known as the uh, Democrat Party... All say that what you believe is disinformation, it means that you know the truth. Rob Carson, right. Once again, Uh, it is a social credit system, according to Stanford professor uh, Dr. Jay Batichara. He didn't even have a uh, uh, a Twitter account very long and he was shut down. You know why? Because he co-authored a letter uh, called the Great Barrington Declaration, where he said that COVID lockdowns were damaging to children. That's what got him banned. Now, this is kind of interesting. This is Dr. Jay Batichara. He appeared on a uh, podcast to talk about. Check this out. you ready? Twitter and Facebook, presumably YouTube, had a blacklist. It's a blacklist. It's a blacklist. You want to know what's kind of (laughs) weird? Joseph McCarthy had a blacklist, right? Kevin McCarthy will most probably be Speaker of the House. And he said he's going to investigate this, and he's also going to go after the 51 intel agents who said that the Hunter Biden laptop, without seeing it, was Russian disinformation. Kind of, kind of weird. Kind of weird. Here is uh, Dr. Day Jay Buttajara.
4: Well, uh, I, it turns out, James, I'm on a blacklist, which I thought the United States had sort of put behind <laughs> yeah. us in like, the 1950s, but I guess Ooh. I guess that's uh, the modern way now. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I, it can't be good. Um, Uh, Oh, no.
2: Blacklist is always good. Yeah. It's it. No, if you're on the government's blacklist, you're dead.
4: I mean, everything's good on Twitter for about a year. Uh, I did. I mean, in 2020, when I wrote the Great Bachelor Declaration, I wasn't on Twitter. Um, I I,
2: maybe this is why Elon Musk said that his pronouns were what impeach Fauci or uh, arrest
4: Fauci figured, you know, my, the message, I could get the message out without Twitter. I told my, I mean, I, I'm an academic, James. I don't really, my, my my goal wasn't to like learn how to manage media. I'm sorry. They were prosecute Fauci. So I was never on Twitter before. Uh, but in 2021, I joined. And um, I mean, I've had some success, but I applied yeah, three I times to get verified. And they turned me down. You know, those that little blue check mark is what you can where, where like you're official and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, Because um, who, who had ever heard of you, Jay? Let's face it.
2: Yeah, yeah. So there was a. I, I've had my Twitter account for probably a decade and I just kind of played with it and I like immediately got 5,000 followers a few years ago and I have stood at 5,000 followers since and a number of things have happened with regard to that. I became a, um, a conservative you know, talk show ho- host obviously. I was a member of uh, uh, 30 Facebook pages, 19 million followers <clears throat> on Facebook that were conservative. There were All the pages were taken down on October 31st of 2018 along with 830 other conservative sites. So I, I'm familiar with all of this. This was well well before uh, Donald Trump got, you know, really going, and, and there's been censorship forever in uh, in big social media of uh, of conservatives. But this is where it gets kind of interesting because uh, this is where we kind of move toward China. Listen to Dr. Jay Bhattacharya talk about what they do in China, which is a social credit score.
4: <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, it's kind of a. I mean, it's 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 basically a social credit system, right? It's a system designed to like uh, designed to like uh, tell people, look, I'm, I'm bad. I'm a dangerous ideas. Don't listen to me. Um, and I think that that's really the purpose of something like that. Like it's it's not possible it, with the Internet to to squelch ideas if they happen. Mm-hmm. What, what happens with this kind of mechanism of social control is to tell the world this idea is too dangerous to discuss. This person is too dangerous to think about it or listen to.
2: Yeah, that's why they created the Department of Disinformation, kids. This is state-sponsored, communist Chinese censorship of thought, and all of this is hitting the fan. It's it's a beautiful thing. I love it. It's it's brilliant. You know, I, I this weekend I was uh, you know I did a lot of cooking, and I made not only the best cornbread and tortilla soup that I've ever made, I made the best cornbread and tortilla soup that I've ever eaten. And I said, uh, you know, I'll have a side order. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out the recipe for vindication. And I think we found it, actually. I think uh, we have a recipe for vindication. And it's truth. It's called truth. And pretty remarkable. See what I did there with cooking analogy? I do that every once in a while, you know. and the, It's just how I think. Let's go to Frank in Parkville, Maryland. Hello, Frank, and welcome to the uh, Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind? How you doing, my
3: friend? I'm glorious, hey, uh... brother. We, we, you were talking earlier there about uh, the end of the world and all. I
2: about how many, people, how many people in our country believe that the world is coming to an end and it's <laughs> substantial.
3: Hey, listen. What? I remember when Rush Limbaugh was uh, still putting out the words out there. And uh, old uh, Gore had uh, put his foot in it and said <laughs> this world was going to end. And then Rush started adding days on to the end of the world. He yeah. said, well, today is the 25th day after the end of the world. Thank you, yeah. Mr. Gore. You know, And, you know, people don't realize this, but the end of the world started in the 70s, and they said we we're going to freeze to death there. Yes. And then the U.N. said the world was going to end. The U- our, UN. <laughs> yes, yes, our U.N. Yes. Our U.N. said it was going to end in the year 2000. Yes. I mean, I'm sick and tired of this, and I think uh, – um, one of one of those guys, a guy from Cheers, I forget what his name is, the bartender. He said, the "Oceans, the oceans were going to yeah. have some kind of corruption."
2: Frank, and, Frank, uh, let me think about this, Frank. What want you think about this? So Christians believe that God is going to uh eventually say you know what this experiment's over let's end the world and send jesus back and we'll bring those who've uh, you know who have achieved salvation will bring them to heaven and the rest of them can go to you know uh, but think about this so uh, christians believe that uh that the possibility of the end of the world but the left they have replaced god with the end of the world with climate did you think about that they have well, they have they, they they say they they have replaced God. They they've kicked them out of schools. They have made everybody you have to believe in climate change and consequently they have made climate change and climate nonsense into a religion. Doesn't that kind of make sense?
3: I tell you one thing I heard what? there was a professor when we're talking about the polar bears, who I hate anyway, because polar bears are one of the most dangerous animals on the face of the
2: earth. Okay. We're,
3: we're, we're dying out. We're dying out. Well, this p- woman professor came out and says, well, I disagree with that. My studies show that the polar bears are up 40% in, in volume. Yeah. And then, they, yeah they then they had to kick her out of, uh, of her uh, money coming into her and shut her down.
2: Frank, you know what? There are so many polar bears. Polar bears are now doing Coca Cola commercials. That's how wow. many there are. They're just so. Many. Listen, thank, Frank. Have a glorious uh, uh, day, and God bless you, and a merry Christmas to you. You, too, right. my friend. You betcha. You, you betcha. Yeah, man, that's it. That, isn't that? I don't think there's a better analogy. Forty percent of Christians believe that that the end of the world is coming, and we believe it because you know God and the left has been saying that the world is going to end. Because of climate change for about 50 years, they've replaced God with their climate orthodoxy. Eh, Kind of funny, right? Isn't that what communism does? Isn't that what it does? Replace God with orthodoxy? It does. It does. All right. I've got much more audio to get to. More of your thoughts on uh, Elon Musk and what's being uh, on. It's a Christmas gift for you and me, by the way. It is. All of this is a Christmas gift or a Hanukkah gift for you and me uh, on this uh, holiday season. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
1: There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's The Rob Carson Show.
2: Elon Musk. The, uh, for lack of a better cliche, the tweet heard round of the world was uh, my pronouns are prosecute and Fauci. He said that yesterday and it's got the uh, the left's uh, panties in a bunch. I mean, you can be male and women can wear them, but they're still panties and they're in a bunch.
1: Have yourselves a Fauci little Christmas. <laughs> Make your contacts light. From now on Our faces will be out of sight. Why don't we
2: know where the COVID virus came from? Why can't we speculate on Twitter and Facebook?
1: Oh! Make sure you stay six feet apart.
2: Vaccine efficacy.
1: Wipe your shopping cart.
2: Vaccine injuries.
1: For me. Hydroxychloroquine. Shh. I ruined Christmas for everyone.
2: Don't say ivermectin.
1: Now I'm finally done. Thankfully You couldn't have an opinion on any of these things Through the years You've always been together That was not allowed No Mm-mm. Fauci said That four people is now A crowd <laughs> So here you Ourselves. an isolated Christmas. Now, don't forget to wear your mask and cut a hole in it for the
2: eggnog. That is Jim Gossett, by the way, who himself is a gift from God. I'll just tell you. Uh, Funny, funny, funny guy. Uh, Just go to uh, jimgossettcomedy.com. That's two S's and two T's. Elon Musk singled out Yoel Roth. He was the global head of trust and safety. The global head of trust and safety who wrote in internal messages that he wanted more creative ways of censoring and muffling specific accounts and content. The teams working to minimize certain accounts or topics were uh, backed by the top-level site Integrity Policy, the policy escalation support team, where the CEO and top legal, legal advisors would decide sensitive cases of censorship. Did you know that? Yeah. Top officials like Yoel Roth, the uh, global head of trust and safety, wrote in internal messages that he wanted more creative ways to censor conservatives. Uh, we we know that uh, at Barry Weiss clearly describes the rules were enforced against the right, but not against the left, adding that the company was working on software updates that will show your true account status so you can clearly see if you've been shadow banned. That's what's going to happen now, by the way. And I'm looking forward to seeing if I had been shadow banned because I've not added a single. Well, I, I've had like 500 followers since Elon Musk took over Twitter and we're g- we're going to grow it. I just have never taken Twitter that seriously. Uh, by the way, Elon Musk says truth brings reconciliation. Within Twitter, the uh, uh, the practice was determined as it uh, was, was termed visibility filtering, according to Barry Weiss. Think about visibility filtering as a way for us to suppress the, what people see to different levels. It's a very... Powerful tool, one Twitter employee told Barry Weiss. Twitter would block searches of individual users like Dan Bongino, by the way. Make a specific tweet less easy to find, block posts from trending, and remove them from hashtag searches. What is that called, kids? That's called the faculty lounge. I told you that. All of these millennials who the first generation to go through complete immersion, indoctrination, and leftist principles from kindergarten through college... And lived on college campuses where where uh, conservative speech was called a weapon, and was verboten, and they still chase conservatives off campus. Those people graduated and started working for Twitter. Yeah, yeah. listen to this: a higher level team known as the SIP. Tests, site integrity policy, policy escalation, escalation support dealt with more complex high end cases, all conservatives, all a cabal, all working with the government, the deep state to shut down speech. All right, real quick, let's go to uh, Buster in Santa Cruz. Buster, you got about 40 seconds. Go.
1: OK, hoping prophecy. There's already been four end of the world pro- uh scenarios but what happens is the world doesn't uh change or there's no it's the life on the planet gets impacted check out Hopi prophecy they say there's going to be a fifth one coming up all
2: right there's i'll some- do that thank yeah. you brother thank you brother let's just uh you know uh, hope and uh, pray that uh, you know if we're, we're on the wrong side of faith if it does happen i i don't think it's going to i wouldn't go that more but anyway you kind of wonder let's take a break and come back you're listening to the rob carson show
3: Like the show, you can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review
0: on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. No crooked, crooked establishment. establishment. None of that twisting, twisting the truth. truth. No talking down. Don't
2: tell mean. me how to think.
0: Don't tell me how to. Don't think. tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell, tell me, me how, how to think. think. They live. let me decide. Newsmax. Real news for real people.